Light one up. For the cannabis culture. Hello and welcome to the To Be Completely Blunt podcast. We are your hosts. I am Stephanie. I'm Rick. In today's show, we chat with Danny Vogler, the president and co-founder of Cooley Vaporizer, and Todd Leifer, who works for Missouri Wellness. This conversation was really informative and just super exciting to talk with two guys who are right on the front lines of cannabis here in the state of Missouri. Recreational is about to roll out across the state, and we get into some of the products they have available along with what they have and continue to do in order to push the boundaries when it comes to cannabis. And of course, it's always a challenge to navigate through something that is still working out its kinks. Uh, But these guys have a great business model and are always finding ways to grow their companies. So let's get into it. Hope you enjoyed today's show with Danny and Todd. We are chatting with Danny from Cooley Vaporizer and Todd from Missouri Wellness. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for being a part of this. Uh, Also, side note, I see that you have some guitars and ukuleles in your background, and I absolutely love that. Do uh, either one of you play? (laughs) Yeah, we're both big music guys. Um, Mm -hmm. That's my stuff behind us. That's, uh, yeah, I pretty much play anything with strings, so... I'm with you on that. I I like to come up with words that go along with the strings he strums. You guys should start a band at this point. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) But I I mean, I know you probably have a lot on your plate, uh, which I would actually like to kind of start this conversation. We like to ask everybody in the beginning of our convos, how did your cannabis journey begin? Whoever wants to start with that. You can take it, Danny. Yeah, I mean, I've loved weed since I was a teenager, since middle school back when it was illegal. Mm. Obviously, I always dreamed of the day when it would become legal and how I could impact the market. I always wanted to be in the industry, you know, but when I first graduated college, it was illegal, um, you know, and I moved into corporate America and kind of, uh, you know, in the back of my head, I saw the legalization coming and wanted to move into that market when it happened. And sure enough, Colorado, um, 2012, you know, it started happening then. And then uh, a couple of friends from college got together and we wanted to start a business in the industry. So we actually came up with the idea to start an online head shop. And, you know, we we started some drop shipping stuff that way. And then we uh, decided to start our own vaporizer. Cooley was what we called it. And uh, basically Cooley was the top selling item at the head shop, the online head shop, and basically took over the company. And uh, this was back in 2015, back before like a lot of the legal market was out there. And um, we went to High Times Cannabis Cup um, and entered the vaporizer contest. And we did really well. We didn't win it, but we did well. And uh, we got a bunch of customers after that, dispensaries, um, Colorado and up in the East coast, Massachusetts mainly. And, uh, our brand kind of took off from there. Um, we never sold any THC products. Uh, we've always been just vaporizer hardware going Mm -hmm. alongside the cannabis products. Um, yeah, basically been doing that since about 2015. Um, we've launched a lot of different products along the way. This is our signature item, the Cooley. I know a lot of people are listening and can't uh, see it, but it's a dab pen, which a dab pen is a concentrate vaporizer. Uh, basically, you just take a little bit of concentrate, you drop it in into the vape, and um, it's ready to rock. It turns into a so vape. I got a quick quick question. What do you what is your heating element, and are you have you evolved that since you started because it's kind of been an evolutionary process between quartz and and different metals and different things i didn't know where you were with that yeah so that's a great question so the way we entered the market actually everybody when when we came on uh had the metal chamber we have a ceramic chamber with a wick atomizer heating element uh which the wick would 
absorb everything and taste burnt pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. We came onto the market with the double ceramic rod coil, and we were the first company to have that. And it was just a much better experience. It's a great hit and very strong and very flavorful. Um, compared to what was at the market on the market at the time, it was a huge improvement. Cool. Since then, we've launched um, atomizers that are quartz, which quartz is a little bit more durable than ceramic. And the quartz has actually evolved now into a Q cell, which is uh, a quartz cell that is basically has the metal underneath it. So the product doesn't touch the metal at all. Yeah. It just touches the quartz which is a re really clean product surface area, uh, which gives you the most flavorful possible vaping experience. Yeah, terps. Yeah, for those heavy terps. Terps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it can be adjusted between variables and heat and temperature as well. Um, yes, that's for, evolved for over time too. Um, initially, everything was just one heat setting, the 3.7 volts. Now, um, everything's variable voltage, which means you can adjust the voltage. Everybody loves those low temp dabs. Mm -hmm. uh, our Cooley V2 has a low temp dab feature. It has three different heat settings, but the lowest is 2.8 volts, which gives you about 300 degrees Fahrenheit, which is just perfect for your Terps. Uh, just gives you a great flavor experience. Yeah, and it doesn't burn up all your wax. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and explain, price. explain that a little bit too, um, real quick, since we have some listeners that may be new to the, uh, the idea of using these vape pens. Some people think that the product needs to vaporize and disappear rapidly and fast. And, and that's sometimes not the case. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not the case. Um, it, you know, when you're vaping, I, I always like to say, put a rice size, Dab is like a serving, which is about 0.05 grams. So you get about 20 in a gram, you know, and that that is the right amount. Some people get a little excited and they try to overpack their coolies and then they don't get a good hit because it's jammed. Uh, they try to put mm -hmm. way too much in there. But yeah, you really want to have the right amount, not too much, not too little. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, you, if it doesn't all vape right away, that's no problem with the coolie. It takes, you know, about five hits for you to get that whole, mm -hmm. that whole depth Good. through. Good. Yeah. Good. Danny yeah. and I did an experiment one day where we put 0.1 into the newest um, coil that he had got. And, it, you know, our, our job that morning was to work and then also do this experiment, which was to figure out how many hits does it take to get to no oil in the coolie jar. Right. <laughs> right. So we sat there and hit it. And by about, you know, number seven, I lost count. And then I was like, okay, well, we're back on it. And I think it was 13 hits throughout the day. Um, by about the 14th nice draw, um, it started to just taste gone, you know. So mm -hmm. I was really impressed how 0.1 of a gram of wax went into a Cooley device. And, I mean, for most people doing a concentrate, you take two strong draws and you're there. You know, and, yeah, and and yeah. that's kind of the the point that I was trying to make with with some uh, some people that are new to this. They they feel like they they're like, oh man, I got to get it all gone. And in essence, you're going to benefit uh, much more by going low temp and taking numerous hits um, and and having the right small small amount in there. So it's cleanable at the end too, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. you overfill it and it you make a mess, and then they blame the manufacturer. And, mm -hmm. and that's never not necessarily the case, you know, not I won't say it's never, but it's sometimes not the case. And it's, uh, you know, user error. So, um, yeah. Have, no, have you had a personal experience and, with it? Have you gotten to use a coolie before? No, I have not used your product. I'd be very interested in in checking it out. I've tried many across the the, you know, area that of this that's this. this base um but i haven't tried yours particularly now which uh by the way rick they uh, sent me some products which i can't wait to actually oh, cool. give a shot um because most of my stuff is in storage right now because i'm in the process of trying to move around um but yeah the products are really awesome it also has our logo on one of them which is fantastic thank you very much oh, cool. <laughs> yeah so i'll have the the you know show you that as well and wow. um i was just kind of curious too 
So when I think of dab, I usually think of maybe a slightly more experienced cannabis user. Would you recommend the dab pen for beginner users or would you, exactly. what would you recommend? Yeah. So the, I like to call Cooley the entry level dab device. Okay. Uh, it is the perfect segue for the people looking to get into dabs, but they're intimidated by the blowtorch and the rig. Mm -hmm. um so it's the perfect segue uh and you get a lot more bang for your buck if you're vaping concentrates mm -hmm. over buying cartridges um so you know that's where Cooley really um comes in but yeah it's the perfect entry-level device it's very uh non-intimidating it's nice to look at fits in your pocket great uh really easy to use like i said it's got um the three heat settings so you can do the low temp dabs or you could do scorchers if if that's your preference awesome yeah and, and sometimes that's different concentrates carry different things uh you know more turpy saucy kind of thing can go lower temp and if you got more of a gritty diamond in there you might you might need some more heat yeah and cbd too cbd is going to go at a higher heat as well so mm -hmm. if you're doing cbd concentrates you're going to want to be at 3.7 or the 4.0 um mm -hmm. settings and so. i really i really appreciate this kind of a product too because what it does is it forces the consumer to you know treat this plant more like what it is is medicine right mm -hmm. so so being conservative and and being uh a new to the what you have to do right you know what to utilize it sure you can you know take big dabs and this and that but also for i'd say especially here in michigan your middle-aged user or whatever you might call like your age 50 to 70 um 50 to 80 even maybe they need a product like that that is is smooth easy it's not all these buttons it's not all these uh adapting things all these things that you have to clean and things it sounds like you have a very streamlined uh, product and it's it's perfect for helping people get into cannabis because um, one thing I've seen numerous times is especially here in Michigan where somebody will be like oh you want to try a dab and yeah this lady wants to try dab for her arthritis she doesn't want to get her head blown off mm -hmm. but oh boy's like oh big dab you know well she's turned off she's like I'm not going to use this this heat gun and this torch and I'm not going to, it looks bad. I'm not doing all that. That's, that's a mess. I'm not going to, um, you know, get that, that high. I don't ever want to feel that way again. So again, something like this allows them to try these things without having that bad experience. Yeah. I think Cooley's done a great job at coming into the market and helping to break the stigma of this reefer madness that exists. Um, you know, if you go to my mother who's in her 60s and you light up a blowtorch with a big old bong, I mean, she's going to think we're doing heroin because she doesn't know <laughs> yeah. what's going on. But as she, she would definitely be turned off. Right. And when I met Danny, I was working for a different manufacturer here in um, Missouri that concentrates where they're, you know, their top shelf product that they put out. And Danny and I got together and I could see this is going to sell more concentrates for manufacturers. I said, we need to slap whatever the brand is on this thing and pair them up and let's get educating because this stigma of dabs can be broken and yeah. it can be done in a very discreet device. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what I can show you too is, you know, listeners can't probably see this, but this device here from Cooley is completely black. Mm -hmm. Right. It's this is slick. If if you go to smoke this, no one's going to know what is going on here unless no. they get yeah. really snoopy. Now, I can tell you they're going to know if they get within about 10 feet because the terps are going to show <laughs> through with this device. But um, I, I love the device. And I saw how whenever I started to put people onto a good device along with a concentrate, um, the concentrate was much more affordable. You know, you're looking at a 30 to $50 price point, at least here in our mar market in Missouri. Mm -hmm. um, so you get a live gram of, of some resin and you pay 35 or 40 bucks. Well, that's a lot better than the 75 to 90 that they're wanting for that same gram in a disposable or broken down into a 510 thread. So right. 
you know, yeah. that's, that's kind of where I saw the product really being able to help and, and yeah, no. shout out to no, our buddies no. in Missouri at Starbuds, you know, our friend Mondo, he came forward and he'd made a purchase with us and we got some old inventory moving for him, you know, and, um, this was before I started working with um, Missouri wellness here, but you know, now Cooley is um, having some discussions over there. So I see the the future is big with Cooley and their white label capabilities and their ability to co-brand with other brands on that device. Um, I don't know if you have an example of one of those that you could show them, Danny, but that's, it's really neat. Danny's got a laser engraver here and he'll, he'll take it down. So if we've got a good idea about how these coolies should be paired up with a local dispensary, or maybe it's a, a brand like Moxie or, you know, we can come right to it. And this is an and, example for a local dispensary feel state. That we're yeah. Which by the way, I, I, we are recording this also. I'm, I can capture this and put it on like Instagram or something else later on, because, you know, you guys have some like good visual things for us to check out, especially because, you know, you're just explaining how these things work. Uh, I know before you sent me anything, I was like, I have no idea how any of this actually works. So it's nice to kind of get a good visualization. Um, yeah. But that's no, that's a great marketing technique as well. You guys, the genius, seriously. <laughs> well, and again, yeah, like the, uh, I like the ability that people have to be in control of their medicine or their recreational use. So like you said, small, small dabs or small pieces in this versus somebody that takes their, their dab dabber and just does a big thing or, or it gets wasted in one of those five ten threads. Cause honestly, let's be real. Those, those suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we do just to be clear. We do have five ten products. I know you do. Well, but, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah um, this is our dart line. Uh, it is. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I've got uh, again, that's that's, here. that's pr preference to the market and, and um, what people want. Right. So some people, right. There's, there's still a margin of people that want they they're aware of those and they want one of those. Yeah. Right? yeah. You guys should market this to like the LGBT community with the rainbow ish aspect, because <laughs> like that, like during Pride Month or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. We also have the uh, the rainbow cooley v2 as well. oh cool. love that that's awesome yeah yeah rick i'm gonna get you a sample pack i'll send you something give me your address when we're offline and uh i'll get sure. you a whole pack cool thank you we also yeah. have this this is the cooley bud this is our dry herb device okay uh, i was curious okay, about that i wasn't mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i sent you one of these too yep. uh you you just grind up your dry herb you drop it in put it press it five times and it actually it will vibrate to let you know it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you just start ripping it when it goes. Um, oh, dang. Either side, so I could share it with Todd right now. And we won't we won't uh, have germs because he's going to hit out of this side. And I'm going to hit out of this side. That's amazing. Oh. It, it's like the um, like the volcano. Is that what it's called? It's like a small yeah. version of the volcano. Yeah. That is amazing. So I love yeah. that. <laughs> nice little What's your hand heating element in, in that is that you have a separation from the the heat point again. Yeah. yeah, it's a full ceramic chamber underneath here. And then there's um heating beneath it. It, it works like an oven where it heats up slowly mm -hmm. uh, and okay. bakes the herb. Yeah. So it's in a tr true dry well, herb. It just vibrated. So yeah. Yeah, I think you uh you know already being in in this uh industry, a lot of people and we'll say off-brand people that create equipment, so to speak, a heating coil just for the listener's sake, a heating coil that you put pot on is going to combust, right? Versus yes. versus it being in a chamber that it sits and that heating element below it or around it. So there's a lot of devices out there that people will claim that it's a vaporizer. And in essence, you're just, just sticking that thing on the stovetop. <laughs> right. That is right. This is a true dry herb vape. That's the difference. We actually have a product, like you're saying, uh, for our coolie for people that want that kind of thing. It's a dry herb coil where you could load into the this guy and it it turns it into a basically a pipe where it combusts it. It burns <laughs> it. Um, yeah, because the heating element is touching the the herb and and uh combusting it. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys created this pretty much, uh, it, 
converts over do you can do dabs out of this thing you can do dabs out of here yeah it comes with a conversion kit um oh, nice. so you could actually use it for both, both. yeah nice yeah it's a pretty neat device is cool. there well, again some of, some of these products are important for medicinal uses because like a true vaporizer for dry herb flower is is crucial that the person looking for that uh, gets the right thing they don't get the one that's combusting they get mm -hmm. the one that's actually going to turn that pot from green to a ugly kind of dead brown look and that's when it's been vaporized and it has never been right. combusted and and you very rarely see a, a large exhale of vapor is essentially what that is um, so that's the true way and in some people's medicine has to be administered that way so again that's great that you cover all of that yeah right yeah, and definitely there there are people out there that just are say they say no way to concentrates. So they refuse to go that way, but they do want to vape still. Um, so this is a great option for them. I Much really, lower price point than a volcano, like you were mentioning. Oh my gosh, yeah, those are super expensive. I've looked into, <laughs> and even like the lower model is still, I think, around three hundred dollars to begin with. So yeah, yeah. this is a hundred dollars retail for the Cooley Bud. Yeah. Okay. Is there something else out there on the market that you would compare that to? Or are you guys kind of like at the top of the, the line right yeah, now? Yeah. Uh, the product I like to compare it to is the PAX 3. Um, that is the market leader. Um, okay. Let's go for about 300 bucks. Uh, ah. Yeah. Everybody I talk to that has had, tried them both likes ours better. Um, Way to go. PAX 3. Yeah. Mm -hmm. has, you have to pay for the conversion kit extra. It's an extra 50 bucks. So if you want to do dabs through it, um, you have to do that. And then it's got a metal um, chamber instead mm -hmm. of ceramic. So a lot of people say it kind of tastes funny. Um, yeah. are, you, are you guys dived into the um, the water bong version yet? Like where the Puffco and the uh, some of the other brands are? Do you guys have a unit similar to that? Yeah, what we have is everything we try to do is handheld, at least at this time. So we have the Rippler which is oh, our cool. handheld uh, dabbing device. Yeah, this thing's awesome. Yeah, just pops right onto the end of the coolie. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah. You fill it with some water, put your dab yeah. in. It's perfect for resin, rosin. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can do anything out of it, but if you're going to spend the money for the rosin, put it in here. Yeah. It's and got it holds the water in. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You guys, you guys do it all. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Right. The Rippler is one of my favorites. Yeah, I love the Rippler. Really smooth, quality hit. Look at the packaging on this thing too. He's he gives you a box that you can take the Rippler with you. you know? <laughs> nice. Right. Keep it safe because yeah, it's that thing's gonna hold up to a few backpacking outings. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah. No, that's that's smart. That is very smart. Because yeah, and that's... if you're gifting these, like these are a perfect gift. Like if you know you've got an aunt or an uncle, somebody who's who's loves cannabis, maybe even introduced you to it, but now you want to introduce them to something. You know, you you want to bring that connoisseur out of you and and show them that path to a better high. And if you can have these tools to gift out at Christmas time, um, anytime, mm -hmm. birthdays, whatever the packaging yeah. on it is so nice that I, I see that they'll, they'll end up taking their coolie out and then they end up stashing their nuggets in it. That's <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, so I think Danny hit that on the head with coolie, you know, and cannabis, if you're going to have packaging, either make it nice enough that I want to keep your box or make it totally sustainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make you know, don't, don't make a trash input there, you know? So, yeah, no, that's appreciated too. I, yeah. And I think a lot of people in our, our cannabis community and space feel very similar and passionate about that. And of course, with startup businesses, when we look at those things at, with numbers and we see, okay, well, I could do packaging and, you know, keep it in state or keep it in the States and then, and then create a hemp product. And, you know, but the price line in comparison to what you really have, the ability to do right now isn't there. We need more hemp products out there to make biodegradable things, but taking it the other way, like you said, to be so nice that I want to keep it, which I have many things that when it's packaged nice enough, it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to keep that, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Otherwise, whatever, you know, and it's not thrown away promptly. So yeah. Yeah. I keep that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, purple. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Purple is awesome. Isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love purple. 
We also have the sweet travel kit. I love that. I like that, that is design. awesome. Yeah. It fits right in the bag. It's got the device charger. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like a little and suitcase we, for your your baby. Yeah, and you can brand the front of these out. Like, I mean, you get moving on these up in Michigan. You and Danny might do well. <laughs> Go talk yeah. to a few outlets and. Well, I, I, I hold a golf outing and, you know, I'm kind of thinking too, you know, I have different various sponsor levels and something like that with, with somebody's name on it, handed out at the golf outing, you know, things like that. So yeah, we'll definitely have yeah. to chat more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, Todd, could you get a little bit more into your cannabis journey? Yeah. And then um, also, if you can tell us a little bit about Missouri wellness. Yes, I'd, I'd love to. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. Um, my cannabis journey has been kind of unique like everyone's, but I really fell in love for this plant. Um, I had a family member close to me that st- got addicted to opiates and I've always been a little bit of a cook and played around with some cannabis. And, you know, this is um, back in like 2019 going into 2020. And I started manufacturing some hard candies with CBD mm-hmm. and THC and turn these hard candies over to the family member that then use these instead of opiates. And it was kind of a, it was like a miracle. I saw, I just saw a really bad path with this person and was able to come into their life and with a bag of hard candies in a period of two weeks, you know, opiate addiction was being beaten. And it really just made me think of what I was doing. So I've been in the healthcare industry for 14 years and serviced mom and pop across the kitchen table and helping them with their Medicare, uh, Medicaid, prescription drug decisions for their health insurance. And when I, I saw this kind of transition going on in me and my life and cannabis was the the one thing that really just kind of pulled the trigger when I saw that beat that opiate out, I knew that I was supposed to be doing something different. And I've got some friends that I'd followed out on the West coast and they built their brands and built space and moved into a place where now they're true philanthropists and, you know, able to just come back to community and help break the stigma of what this plant does and really bring community together around it. So I had some good mentors in the space. And as I started this little mission, you know, um, my candies were great and I sold out everywhere. My issue was always keeping the manufacturing, um, keeping inventory, Mm -hmm. you know. So I, I reached out in 2020 to a group out of Oklahoma that was a kosher grade vertical um, CGMP manufacturers. They did bulk sale of hemp and formulated many different products, but got onto a good team over there. And as everybody knows, in 2020, we all took a little bit of a transition, you know, with COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, So this, this direction that the company went with was they, they chose to become a fulfillment center for hand sanitizer. Okay. So they just kind of got out of THC and, Mm -hmm all together. And at that same time, um, so the idea was when I went to Oklahoma was that the partnership, we they were going to manufacture my hard candy and I was going to rep them and their brand. And we were going to white label and do big things. Redefine wellness is what we were shooting to do. Right. And, you know, as this transition went down um, overnight, I found myself still out there. You know, I quit my healthcare industry working with sales and and medicare space and running a team there to you know pushing hard candies out of a co-op kitchen into cbd stores throughout st louis and you know it it was kind of an uh, interesting journey there but as things started to come online here in missouri with this um, medical market i was then able to get into industry and what I chose to do was to go to an analytical testing facility that had opened here. Our state had awarded many cultivation licenses, um, many manufacturing licenses, but there were only a very limited amount of state laboratories that tested. And I went and found um, 
minority group through GCA labs that was amazing. And I went to work for Takir and Mo. And that first year was very interesting with them because they they didn't even want to take a sample or give a COA until they had their ISO certification, which in cannabis, it's a little different. They give you a year to come on and then they tell you within that year, you have to be certified, you know? So you, there's a little bit of room, what I would say for, for some error there, but the, the lab side, you do the best that you can for the patient to ensure that that testing, when that final product hits the shelf, that it's not going to be a dirty product. Mm -hmm. You know, the last thing you want to do is bring your aunt or uncle into dabbing and then you're having them smoke up some heavy metals or pesticide. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or even worse, remediated. Do you, do you guys have any remediation in the state of Missouri or no? You know, I've seen certain things go through remediation, but within that first year at the lab, there was very few fails, right? If you failed, unfortunately, you could go test with another lab. And if you got mm. a pass over there, well, you went to market. Mm. So it was kind of strange here that first year, but we did our very best at that laboratory to make sure that the R&D was done for our manufacturers and cultivators so that there weren't, there weren't surprises when they went for their COA. You know, if there was something going on, uh, microbial issue, if there was some type of heavy metals that th we needed to be worried about, we would pick it up along that pathway or that life of the plant through doing the R&D and the analytical uh, testing. So, you know, after I was at the lab for a year, I understood how to sell that. And I saw that the market was still just a medical market and mm -hmm. only so much testing goes on in a medical market, so many sales. But as you know, we were getting ready to kick off and move more towards this wreck. I really wanted to get into manufacturing. So I my path along that journey has been about two or three different manufacturers, actually two other ones besides Missouri Wellness. But you got to kind of prove yourself a little case study. If you're going to come work for some champs, you you can't just show up and knock on the door and get that job. You have to prove that. And, you know, sales in cannabis space is all about relationship building and getting out and taking care of the bud tenders and servicing your accounts the proper way. You know, it's been a, a wonderful journey. I've met Tanisha Dale Patterson and Glenda White. These are the two owners that I'm closest with over at Missouri Wellness. And they are minority veterans and females. And they they definitely know how to do business. Um, they're, they're a great group to work with. And I'm really, really excited about what the future is going to bring for Missouri Wellness because we've got a lot of space to grow. We've got a beautiful facility that's built out in Earth City, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And we in November, um, just well, November is when I started working with them. And that's when we got together on an all-in-one rechargeable, disposable for the market. And this brand is called Provisions. And Provisions is here. Um, we're in about 15 dispensaries moving towards 20 towards the end of this month. And we're moving to more SKUs. It's it's exciting because we've serviced the accounts correctly. We priced the product correctly. And now we're able to, to get these orders coming through and to see something go from zero, you know, in the first two months to where it's at already. It's very promising for Missouri Wellness to become kind of a, a brand incubator for, for other folks that want to come in we've got enough space to grow like this. So, right. Yeah. And the Missouri wellness as well, the, the, the whole idea behind it helps break stigma too, you know, having our veterans are very integrated into the cannabis space, um, usually very quietly. So when we have them step out and say, Hey, look, I'm a veteran, but I own this business. Now let me tell you why that helps bust that loose. And then again, being, minority and in, in, uh, in women as well in business. We have tons and tons of women here in Michigan that have done amazing things for our industry. So it's beautiful to see that because unlike any other industry, cannabis allows for all of that and encourages it. 
Um, you can't find that in any other industry. Hells, yeah, that's that is so true. Oh my gosh, and it's unfortunate that that's the case, but that's why I think cannabis is just such an amazing thing for what you're saying. Multiple aspects brings people together. Uh, I feel like a lot of the people that we do talk with like to go the route of trying to grow organically, try to stay away from those pesticides, those heavy metals. And it's frustrating that there's still so much out there that contains those things and people aren't really knowledgeable of that. So it's nice to continue to learn about the people who are actually making an effort to ensure that people are going to be getting a good product, a good healthy product for themselves. For anybody who is not aware of what's going on in Missouri right now, can you guys talk a little bit about recreational? Uh, Is this happening at this moment? Has it begun now? What does that look like for you guys to begin? Yeah, we're coming. Uh, I, I believe the day is February 7th, okay. uh, where dispensaries will be able to sell adult use in Missouri. Yeah, we're really pumped. So like right now, you can technically you can carry marijuana with you uh, th- up to three ounces, and it's not illegal anymore. Okay. But um, February 7th is the big day. That's the day when anybody can go to a dispensary in Missouri and buy THC products. So that's across the board, because I know, at least when it came to Michigan, I remember going to a dispensary thinking that they were available to you know purchase stuff recreationally at the time. And they're like, oh, no, not for another few weeks. So I'm, I'm assuming that's like a licensing thing or how does that actually work? So it, I believe it was written into the law. Uh, there had to be like 45 days or something after it passed. And, and it ended up being February 7th was the day that, do you know? Um, how exactly? No, I've been told a couple different ways. Um, I'm understanding it the same way you are, Danny. But I don't know if the final order has come out from the state because you, you have to receive this license in order to operate as rec. Yeah. So, you know, the date in which they have to respond is this date in which you're you're speaking of. Okay. But, you know, let's hope that they roll it out. You know, everyone's kind of sitting here. Like soon. (laughs) Yeah, for a beautiful rollout. I'm hoping that they roll out all the dispensaries that submitted their apps that same, you know, rather than seeing four or five different chains come on and or individual stores, it'd be nice to uh, roll it out in just one yeah. fluid motion. I have heard that there are some holdups within some municipalities that they actually had to change the charter in every municipality that has it from medical to rec. Mm-hmm. And if they haven't done it yet, then they can't open, apparently. I know that there were some that uh, were held up still. Yeah, so that, that could be an issue. That could be a big problem. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all in the law and how it's written. You know, here in Michigan, municipalities were allowed to opt in or opt out, and I think it was similar in Colorado as well. Places like Loveland and uh, some other places didn't opt in quite quite right away with the recreational. So yeah, you might be looking at something like that. On February seventh, are you guys doing anything big in anticipation of that day? Yeah, stocking up inventory. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we've got some sales coming through, and we're at, at Missouri Wellness here. We, I can tell you, we're we're pushing more SKUs. We've got the back end fired up, um, just making sure it's all dialed in, so that when these stores come on, our we're we're one of the only one gram disposable rechargeables in the market right now, mm-hmm. and. And like I said, I've really been pushing hard to dial that supply chain in. Um, we're bringing extraction underneath our own roof right now, but we have partnered with some other friends here um, from Delta Extraction out of Robertsville, Missouri, just like some of the coolest cats in the planet. Mm. They've, uh, you know, I'd have to say they're pretty awesome. So if we're going to use inputs, we're going to get them from the best folks out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I I plan to be servicing customers probably that day. Uh, hopefully, you know, a lot of people will be selling out a product, hopefully, and uh, yeah. bringing them coolies. I don't have any exact plans. It really sounds, it really sounds like I need to bring my event ability down to Missouri. It sounds like I need to you bring should. some outings <laughs> yeah. and uh, cannabis oriented things that way. I think you guys are on the husp of ready for that. Yeah, so. you know, one um, synergy we've got working is the the gentleman that I worked for at the testing facility at GCA, he owns the old Teamsters golf course over 
I mean, it's it's a nice course about 20 minutes south of St. Louis, and it's got a beautiful outdoor banquet. It's it's just gorgeous. It overlooks the Mississippi River. Nice. And it, you got about 200 people could be outside there. But, yeah, yeah. if we talked to Takir, we could easily put something together and get, get something going because well, – uh, like Missouri's I said, I the, the golf outing thing is definitely in in my pocket for sure. Um, I could help you with. I'll I'll like I said, we'll go back and forth on some emails. I'll send you th- some things. But man, is that a great way to to network? Yeah, I mean, because you get so many people that are interested in either golf or they understand that hey, this is a outing, and outings always have some kind of purpose. And what's the purpose? Oh, it's cannabis. Well, now I'm really interested, <laughs> you know, so um, and then, of course, the networking opportunities with processors in, in uh, testing facilities, which it sounds like you guys need more of. Um, and sometimes these outings create that, too. I've had people I had a, a judge from uh, Chicago come over to one of my golf outings and he's like, wow, I had no idea, you know, that it was like this. And he's like, it doesn't look like I would I would want to get involved in a. Uh, a dispensary or a grow because it seems like there's a lot of them but you know what i might be interested in looking into a processing license transport license or a testing facility so that alone maybe created what the industry needed another testing facility and or another processing system so yeah they're really cool to uh to do yep yeah absolutely and of course other other events too like however your towns and municipalities allow uh, you know different music events and festivals you just kind of integrate that legal cannabis into that in whatever way you can you know with your rules and regulations yeah i wonder how that's going to look missouri's got a social lounge now called the sanct and it's down in uh down in the city and it's okay. it's really neat it's like a bed and breakfast that's huge old house like victorian kind of brick and redone but yeah, that's there's some great outings there. There's the Cola Lounge that's off of Cherokee. Um, that's a minority owned, great brand in England. He's you need to talk to him, Cola Lounge. He's the man. Um, and then you've got Besame Wellness out of Kansas City that's been in the news. And Besame Joey has been working really hard to bring the Smoky River district. Um, and if you haven't looked into this, this is going to be next yeah, level of this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For Missouri. So, um, you know, provisions is now found in Besame and we are excited to see what, you know, kind of cool stuff we can put together. I'm wanting to create with the team here. We've had some ideas about getting our devices being batteries, having okay. them returned and creating some points or some type of reward for this at the dispensary level from the brand, but then utilizing all those, those carts into some type of art form and then putting that art form onto display. And I think that that's something that would look, would be pretty cool. Just another way to um, reinvent the battery, not going into the landfill. Yes. I love yeah. how, environmentally conscious you guys are that i mean first of all we should have been doing this kind of stuff years ago but here we are and it's good for you know at least some of us getting on board with it and trying to make a difference in the world so really appreciate that um do you have i mean i know you just talked about that one in particular but are there other plans of um expanding uh making new products in the future you don't have to say what it is just yet too but uh just kind of an idea of how you plan to grow a bit yeah, I'll start with Cooley. Uh, we do plan to have some THC infused products very soon. Actually, we're going to launch some cartridges okay. and um, hopefully some concentrates and maybe some pre-rolls down the line. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're working with um, a manufacturing partner and you should see cartridges maybe early March. So okay. um, yeah, we're really excited about those. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's next on our plate. We just actually launched our Dart V3, which is four cartridges. Um, it's uh, our 510 battery. The big difference between this one and our old one is it is low. You get it at a lower temp voltage, which is where everybody's going. They want the low temp dabs for those heavy terpene live diamond live cartridges. So, yeah, the Dart V3 is what we just launched. Um, also, um, a newer product that we came out with in the past year was our 
our drip kit, which is a dab tool, mm. a hot knife. Some people call it. You just take uh, your dab and mm -hmm. you click twice and it drops right into your chamber. So it's basically a heated dab tool. Great for those dab connoisseurs who are actually using a rig. Um, yeah. So this would be something. Yeah, they're a lot cleaner. A lot of people enjoy those. I mean, everybody likes their fun little spoons and different things that we, tools that we create and use and things. But those are very efficient, especially again, for like my festivals or events. If I have a dab bar and I can have something like that there for everybody to utilize, it keeps my my dab person that's handling the bar from having to clean and soak and do all that that he already has to do with all the glass you know so um yeah good product yeah i'll set you up with a bunch of these for your next uh event definitely yes i just see it as you don't waste as much mm -hmm. you know like if you're if you're just messing around with a big old pile of dabs well that's fine but if you just paid 68 dollars for this gram of rosin you might not want to waste that, you know, yeah. you might want to capture that into the bucket. So mm -hmm. I see that as a, you know, it pays for itself. The first couple grams you run it through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah but as far as uh, other products, I've, I've heard some things about um, maybe more along sexual wellness and um, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Sexual yeah. yeah. Bringing mm -hmm. that in um, Missouri wellness is, being female led there. I think they've got a special touch towards some of this. And I, I would love to get behind some of that marketing. Right. Yeah. 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 There, well, there's, there's some strains out there specifically. Um, I had a brief stint with a micro grow business here in Michigan, and I wasn't able to get that particular strain that I had. It was, uh, I forget if it's called love plant or something, but basically it's, it's straight aphrodisiac for, for females. Um, Hook me it's, up here. It's what it does. <laughs> it's, it's what that plant does. And it's it, it's been in California for quite a while. And I believe there's even a brand that's a surrounded around it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not only marketable, but it's also needed, right? So as we mentally heal ourselves and, and look towards uh, different things to alternative ways to, to, to be healthy, um, our sexuality is part of that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, being intimate with your, your partner can save relationships in some instances. So if she's, she's uh, been pumped up with pharmaceuticals and she no longer has a sex drive and it's maybe because of the result of some of that, and she gets away into the, the cannabis realm and the more plant-based medicine realm, and then finds this, you know, well, maybe, maybe you guys aren't arguing as much anymore. And maybe he's, you know, uh, doing better, or maybe everybody's doing better. Everybody's you know, just so much happier. Yeah. <laughs> Even the dog's wagging its tail. <laughs> look yeah. at that. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, don't give the dog the brownie. Boy, you'll have a <laughs> sore foot. <laughs> no, yeah, I just... but I do believe give the dog CBD oil. I yeah. am such a believer in that. Dogs do not have placebo effects. And I have seen CBD do absolute wonders for dogs. Mm -hmm. I mean, just yeah. absolutely wonderful. You're, you're actually right. I've never, I'm going to utilize that if you don't mind. I've never thought of it that way, but you're right. A, a dog doesn't have the the knowledge to know, already know what it is or isn't going to do, or even know that you've given it to them. So that's right. Yep. It's amazing. You start giving this oil to a 13 year old, you know, golden retriever. And next thing you know, She's chasing the mailman. She's coming in the garage. She doesn't need that step for the car. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's actual play going on. Like, yeah, it's, it's just amazing to see. And, you know, I I realized it early on. You give these dogs the CBD, they they don't know. Like, if I tell my kids, here, this is gonna make your boo-boo feel better, and it's just a drop of MCT oil, mm -hmm. right? And they think that they had magical Miracle. right but yeah yeah it's, it's funny that you say that because i was seriously looking up this morning because my my dog i just took him in to uh get groomed about a week ago and they told me that he is now a senior dog because he's seven years old and i was like oh my gosh my heart uh <laughs> so i was looking up how to keep your dog young and i'm like i already do the normal things like try to feed him healthy get him out for exercise but uh, yes, I do give him CBD oil, not all the time, but I 
I love the effects. It seems to calm them down. And just in general, I, I've enjoyed the effects of CBD. So why not, you know, provide it for my dog as well? Because I love him so much. <laughs> yeah, so, pets yeah. and people and plants were a thing. Yeah. 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 Danny, with you, where can people go to find out more about Cooley? Do you guys have social media? Where are you located? Websites, yeah. all of that. Yeah. CooleyShop.com. K-U-L-I-S-H-O-P.com. And you can find us on all the socials at Cooley Vape. Okay. You can find Missouri Wellness at showmemowellness.com. We've got a nice web page there. And you can find us in Missouri. We're, like I said, in 20 different dispensary outlets and growing now. But yeah, you can check us out on LinkedIn, Missouri Wellness. Okay. And we're just now building out that back end for the social media, you know, but okay. we've just been mainly focusing business to business right now. But as we birth these, uh, these different SKUs coming on here soon, we're, we're going to create some beautiful pages too. Yeah. Well, I, you guys have a lot to focus on right now, so I'm sure there's just much to deal with on that end, but this has been an awesome conversation. We really appreciate you both meeting with us and kind of giving us a little bit more, you know, about Cooley and everything also going on within the state of Missouri. I think it's so exciting that we're finally getting to that wreck point. And I know there's going to be a long way to travel still because even, you know, Michigan, who's been doing it now for a few years, we're still trying to push barriers, but it's just nice to finally be moving along in the process. And if I can have a suggestion for anybody in the space down in Missouri, that would be to engage in your government, right? So I don't know how you guys come about, if it was petition-based or or how you got to the point where you're at, but it's got to be favorable somewhere, right? If it's on the right side of the aisle, the left side, or both, find out who your state representative is in your local area and grind, grind, and grind. Get to know them. It's going to matter because you're going to be the example that they're going to be setting on the House floor when when there's opposition. So that will help Missouri a lot. That's Absolutely. Great. Yeah, I can't yeah. agree more. Thanks so much for listening. And if you want to keep up with us and check to see when we will release new episodes, feel free to follow us on our socials at To Be Completely Blunt Podcast. You can find me, Steph, on my socials at Steph on FM and Rick at Mr. Underscore F-U-N-G-I 420. And please make sure to hit that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate it. Highway Horticulture, paving the way for everything cannabis. Find out more at highwayhorticulture.com.